Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Sports and Other Bit Sports with Kent Sterling for Tuesday, October 8th. 2019 brought to you by the great people at today's dentistry dr mike o'neill the best dentist i've ever gone to he's been my dentist the last 25 years if you need a dentist give my guy mike o'neill a call 317-849-2933 the indiana pacers are back from india they came back arrived at about 9 30 on sunday they've had the last two days off they got back to work today a nice spirited workout at the saint vincent center we had a chance to catch up with T.J. Warren and talk to him about what went on in India, what he thought of the food, what he thinks of the bonding aspect of the trip, and how he likes the cut of the jib of this team right now. All right, T.J. Warren, what, did you get out of the trip to India what you wanted to get out of it? Absolutely. Um, just team bonding, um, getting familiar with the, the, the system, um, just knowing what the coaches want from each player, and, and including myself, and um, I feel like guys really uh, was receptive and really bought in into the to what the coaches wanted us to do. So it was a successful trip. You guys played really well. It, it looked like you guys played together for a long time. Yeah, even when that first half of the first game, when we was down um, a lot, and just us responding, just us being on the string in that second half, and I think Coach said we had like 13 stops and like the. The, the third quarter so just us fighting through adversity and that that builds a great team and felt like guys really really brought in and 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 um fought hard the whole game you had 30 in that first game does this feel like a team to you where that can happen for virtually anybody in any different in any game oh absolutely we have a lot of talented players um malcolm did a great job of uh, facilitating and running the offense and um guys are just unselfish and they want to genuinely want to see each other do well and and that was to make us a great team and i feel like if we can continually do that, it's going to be fun this season. That you guys are all team first guys, which is what it seems like from the outside. Does that make this kind of adjustment quicker? Absolutely. I just feel like the more unselfish you is, it's, it's contagious. You see great teams in this league; they're very unselfish. They play together. They play hard. They on one string and one. Well, they have one goal every every uh, play, and that's to get a stop or or get a score. So I just feel like if, if guys had a mentality on both ends, it's, we're going to be real good. How's the food over there? 
it was solid. Um, I feel like uh, it was a lot of interesting stuff, and I tried a lot of stuff, but it was pretty good. You ever been on a plane that long? Um, some similar. I've been to Africa. I've been to, been to, yeah, I've been to Madrid. So I've been on planes similar. That's the way to go, isn't it? That plane was badass. Yeah, that plane was really nice. Nicest plane I've ever been on. And it didn't even feel like we was on a plane. I felt like we was on a boat, honestly. Really? <laughs> yeah, it was just, I didn't feel any turbulence. It's just so high up in the air. And it's just so much space. You don't really feel like you want a plane. Thanks, TJ. Appreciate it. That's TJ Warren. He's going to play the three for the Indiana Pacers this year. A little bit of four, perhaps. TJ, really nice first game during that trip to India, scored 30 points. The second game, starters played 19 minutes, so they didn't go too deep. He had six or eight points, something like that. TJ Warren is one of those guys who's going to contribute. He's not going to be a star. He's never going to be a star in the NBA, but he can be a contributor to a championship-level basketball team, and that's why the Indiana Pacers signed him as a free agent. We spent a little bit of time with Nate McMillan today, and the first thing we asked, was about Goga Batadza. What is Goga doing? He didn't play in India. What's his prognosis? All that stuff. Here is Nate McMillan talking about Goga. He hasn't done any running, uh, won't do any running, uh, probably in the next couple of days. Uh, ankle was a little swollen uh, on the trip and uh, just couldn't do anything. So he hasn't, I mean, this is the most we've seen him do uh, in the last couple of days. Because you guys weren't able to see him in summer league and now you're not going to see him in the in the Friday game against Charlotte? He won't play in uh, Friday's game, and uh, we're hoping that uh, he'll get an opportunity to uh, play in the last game. TJ Leaf went full today, I saw. He did go the entire practice, uh, and right now, no setbacks. Go get x rays or anything like that? Yeah, he got x rays. Uh, n- nothing but a uh, you know, sprained ankle. Uh, had some swelling, and uh, this is really the first. Tom, we've seen him out on the floor shooting. You've been talking about wanting to play at a faster pace now for a couple of years. Do you feel like this team can do that? Finally? I hope so. I hope so. We're still talking about that. You know, that's something that uh, they're going to try. They're going to have to establish that they can do. And uh, you know, I think it starts with us uh, getting stops and rebounding the ball and being able to. Uh, you know, push the ball off of misses. So, uh, you know, that's something that uh, we want to we want to try to establish uh, that we can do is uh, push the ball, get it out, and see if we can get some quick attacks. How much do you take then from scoring 130 points in these games? How much meaning did it? Uh, you know, one was overtime, and uh, you know, our goal is you know 110 plus, and uh, you know, it's going to be about you know getting stops and. Uh, creating some easy opportunities. Uh, I thought we were able to do that uh, in the second half of that first game. Uh, did a better job in the third quarter of uh, getting stops running. I think we scored 33 in the, in the third in the first game. Uh, so that's what it's going to be about, you know, getting stops uh, so that we can see if we get out and uh, strike early. TJ Warren convinced you. I mean, I know you said that he could play some four, but based off what you've seen so far, does it look pretty certain that he's the kind of three-point shooter that you're looking for to play the four spot, something that you haven't had the last season? Well, he, he played uh, four, I think, most of the season last year in Phoenix, you know, the few games that he played. We know he's capable of doing that. Uh, you know, there'll be some times where we, we, we may have to go with him at the four position, but the focus is uh, right now, uh, you know, TJ playing the Warren 
playing the uh, the three position and learning that spot. And you know, if we have to uh, go with him at that four, some uh, I play a few minutes with him at the four. Uh, in India, and you know we're, we're capable of doing that. Do you anticipate him being as explosive offensively as at least you should? I hope so. Person? I hope so. You know he can score, uh, and you know it's about us. Uh, you know learning, uh, you know what he likes to do, and you know personalizing some things for him to uh, for us to get the ball in his hands and allow him to uh, uh, make plays. You know he did a good job of. You know, scoring without uh, a lot of plays uh, being called for him in the first two preseason games, and uh, you know, it made a big shot uh, to carry the game into overtime. Uh, so, you know, we know that he's capable of scoring. Uh, you know, it's, it, we're still in that that fill out process. You know, where we're uh, looking at him offensively, but challenging him uh, on the defensive end of the floor as well. You got a lot of good bench play in India, and that's without Goga and Leaf playing. Do you see some potential headaches here as you try to figure out a rotation? And- you know, I always think things like that work itself up. You know, it, it kind of plays itself out. And uh, you know, we know that we, uh, you know, have a lot of guys that can compete, and you know, guys kind of somewhat similar. Uh, I want to really try to get. Uh, you know, all of our guys' minutes uh, during these preseason games. Uh, you know, it's important that we get that first group minutes together. Uh, Domas and Miles. I didn't. I played them a few more minutes than I wanted to uh, in that first uh, game, and uh, we just got competitive, and uh, they made a run and was able to get back in the game. So we just tried to win it. Uh, the second game, uh, I had to play those guys because you know our two bigs off the bench were were injured. Uh, but it's important that we try to get all of these guys minutes uh, because we do have a number of guys uh, that are capable of playing, and they're going to be challenging. For, they're going to be challenging for some of those minutes, uh, especially in that second group. That's Pacers coach Nate McMillan. Pacers taking on the Bulls at Bankers Life Fieldhouse Game 3 of the preseason. That's this Friday, and then they wrap up the preseason next Tuesday against the Minnesota Timberwolves before starting the regular season on October 23rd against the Pistons also at Bankers Life Fieldhouse. I like the way this team works. I like that Doug McDermott and Malcolm Brogdon shoot against each other. After practice, the guys, they break down and they shoot a bunch of threes, shoot a bunch of free throws. Doug and Malcolm shoot against each other, and I like that. Goga Batadze today got back to work for the first time in a while, and he was shooting at one of the far courts, and I was watching him shoot. Man, does he have a beautiful stroke, and does it go in a lot? I think that that is a guy who, if you if you move this team down the road about three years, I think Goga Batadze could be a very, very functional piece of the rotation on this team and have that team play at a really, really high level. I think he's a rotational player this year if he gets healthy, but what he's going to be able to do moving forward is knock down a whole bunch of three-pointers. He is a mean-spirited guy. I don't mean to cast aspersions on Goga, but he looks like one of those guys in the movies that is going to show up on somebody's doorstep or come out of a dark alley and slit somebody's throat. He, he's got that look to him where, you know what, all right, it's my job, so I'm sorry, but and you're done. That's Goga Batadza. He just has that kind of uh, a look where you think that he is going to do whatever is necessary to achieve the goal of the unit. 
That's Goga, and I think Indiana fans are absolutely going to love him. Let's talk about the Indianapolis Colts. They're off today. They're off all week. At least there are no media obligations or media availabilities for the Indianapolis Colts all week long. So the guys are taking some downtime, and they should. They played five weeks. They've got 11 games left in this season. And here's the reason I feel really, really good about the Indianapolis Colts, because The game, when they come back, they play the Houston Texans at Lucas Oil Stadium, and the Texans are going to be coming off a game at Arrowhead Stadium against the Chiefs while the Colts are just resting. I think that gives the Colts a big advantage in that game on October 20th. Then you play the Denver Broncos at Lucas Oil Stadium. The Broncos are not very good. Then you travel to Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, they're not very good. I don't know who's going to be playing quarterback for them. One of the Rooney grandkids might be the quarterback for the Steelers at that point. They are falling like uh, they're falling like coconuts from a palm tree is what they're doing. Assuming the coconuts do fall from palm, palm trees, maybe I have my vegetation and its, uh, its seed mechanism uh, a little bit screwed up and a little bit confused. I don't know. Then they're back home for the next two. The first is against the Miami Dolphins, and the Dolphins don't even want to win. And then they're at home against the Jaguars. The Jaguars, as we know, have struggled a little bit. They are now 2-3 and on the season. That gives the Colts a genuine opportunity to win their next five. That would put them at 8-2, and and I know we're cashing checks before we got the money to cover them, right? We, We are kiting checks at this point saying that the Colts could win the next five games, but they could. There is not a game in those five where the Colts should not be favored to win that game. They should be favored to beat the Texans at Lucas Oil Stadium against a team that played the week before in Kansas City. They should be favored to beat the Broncos at Lucas Oil. They should be favored to beat Pittsburgh at Pittsburgh, They uh, Heinz Field. They should be favored to beat the Dolphins and the Jaguars back here at Lucas Oil Stadium. And if they get to 8-2, then a lot of the people who are dogging out the Indianapolis Colts for not having Andrew Luck as their quarterback and were thinking that Jacoby Brissett was a guy who was a placeholder until the Colts went ten, to 6-10 and 10 and decided that they needed to draft the kid out of Georgia, those people are going to look silly. They're going to look as silly as the people who thought that the Cleveland Browns were a Super Bowl favorite out of the, AC, or, uh, the AFC because they had Baker Mayfield and Odell Beckham Jr. You saw what that did for Cleveland last night. They lose 31-3 in San Francisco, and Baker Mayfield goes 8-for-22, 100 yards, zero touchdowns, two picks, and a QB rating of 1.4, a passer rating of 13.4. The Browns stunk on ice. It was entirely foreseeable before the season started, but ESPN and the other national pundits, they're like, they were all over the Browns. The Browns, they got a chance. Here they come. Here come the Browns, my ass. Ridiculous commentary. These guys have got to figure out what they need to do other than what they're doing for a living because all they're doing for a living is not making sense. I wrote a little bit earlier today about the NCAA. There are people who want the NCAA to establish a committee that would penalize schools based upon academics. 
at the universities, what academic opportunities there are, and, and what the schools are doing from an academic perspective for the athletes. And I know this makes some sense because there are schools who take advantage. There are schools who want all kids to be eligible, so they've got tutors doing the work. That's well documented. They've got shadow classes, paper, or classes that only exist on paper. This is well documented as well. We've seen it at the University of North Carolina, Mary Willingham, the whistleblower in that instance, and she was right to do it. And North Carolina, they, in, in, as the NCAA tried to, you know, say, whoa, this is not appropriate. North Carolina said this is an academic deal, not an athletic deal. You have no jurisdiction in this kind of violation, which was clever. It was a dodge. But when student athletes, when their compensation for the value that they bring to the university and the money that comes into the university because of athletics, as you see education as a compensatory device in that relationship. You know what? The kids, they're owed that education. But it's not the NCAA's business, correctly. Uh, The NCAA says they want nothing to do with it, and they're right to want nothing to do with it. What's got to happen is the athletes themselves have to bear responsibility. If they're not getting a quality education, then they didn't do their homework in deciding where they needed to go. You've got to be diligent in your your decision-making as to where you're going to go play, whatever your sport is. And if if your school, a school that's interested in you, is well known for being uh, an academic kind of pass-through school, then you don't go there. If you want an education, go to a school where you can get an education. If you don't want an education, don't, don't worry about that kind of stuff. And if you're not capable of being educated or if you're poorly prepared in, in your high school and in your home school system, you know what? Maybe it doesn't really matter where you go to school, but if your intent is to go get a good education, then go get a good education and figure out where you want to go based upon that. My son was offered a full ride to go play basketball at Indiana State, and he said no. He went to Loyola as an invited walk-on because the educational opportunity was greater at Loyola of Chicago. Nothing against Indiana State, but it was, a better, it was better for him in the long term to go to Loyola. So he went there. We wrote checks, and he winds up graduating with a great GPA, gets into a law school, uh, goes to the uh, McKinney Law School at IUPUI, gets his law degree, passes the bar, and now he's a practicing attorney in Indianapolis. The odds of him being a practicing attorney were much, much better than the odds of him playing in the NBA. And so that is where he put his chips. That's where we put our dollars. And it wound up being exactly the right decision. Loyola takes its academics seriously. So does Indiana State. Indiana State did a wonderful job trying to sell Ryan on the academic potential of that university and of that program. But Loyola was just a better academic fit. We had to pay but it wound up being much better for him in the long run. And that's what you do when you select a college. You select it for the long-term benefits of that education and of that experience. He had a great experience. It was money exceptionally well spent for us as a family. 
That's the deal. The NCAA, they should stay out of academics. I don't think there should be any kind of regulatory committee or association that oversees uh, athletic departments and their academics. I think that student-athletes have got to do that on their own, have got to ferret out those schools where you don't do any work and you don't get any education. You get a degree that's worth nothing more than the paper it's printed on. You need to separate those from the uh, institutions where you do actually get an education. And then if you want an education, go to that school. If you don't want an education, go wherever the hell you want. That makes it easy. This has been Sports Nothing But Sports. Join me tomorrow morning, brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Give Dr. Mike O'Neill a call, 317-849-2933. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.